This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. Okay. Hello, everyone, dear listeners, dear podcast audience. This is episode 32 of the Lingaholics podcast, where you get all the lowdown on the languages, the travels, the stories, all the adventures that can happen through learning a new tongue. And boy, oh boy, uh, one of our dear members of this podcast has set about on one of these grand adventures and he's just getting started. He's got a little bit of uh, some waiting time, some waiting room in his own <laughs> in his apartment. I'm talking about none other than Paul Kumchishi, Senor Cotovelo, <laughs> our dear, dear Cody, who I was watching a video today on Korea on YouTube. And it was called The Miracle on the Han. Kind of the legend of how Korea came to be. Well, there's a new legend in Korea, folks. That's Senor Cody Hartsburg. So, Senor, welcome to she. Um, tell us our story. Give us an update, man. You are in quarantine. And yes. Yeah. Okay. What day of quarantine? This is day four. Day four of quarantine. Of uh, 14? Yep. Okay. So, 10 more, buddy. Hang in there. Oh, just 10 more. <laughs> Hang in there, bud. We believe in you. You can Holy do it. Holy man. Okay. All right, Cody, where are you exactly? Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. So, yeah. Greetings from the land of the morning calm. I am in Gyeongju, South Korea. Gyeongju, if, um, if you know anything about South Korea, it's... Um, it's like about 70-ish kilometers north of Busan. Mm-hmm. And what is Busan? So it's, in, it's in the southwestern region of South Korea. Right. And Busan is the furthest south city. Yeah, yeah. Busan's right on the ocean. And Gyeongju, it's, I, I'm not right on the ocean, but I'm pretty close. I could probably take an easy day trip to the ocean. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm super pumped for that because, like, being from Alberta, I'm not used to having the the ocean around. And even when I was in China, uh, Yangzhou was, I mean, like, if you looked at a map, it seemed close to the ocean, but it really wasn't. Like, it wasn't practical to, to get there. So um, I'm pretty excited to have the ocean within reach. That's Do you know if it's practical to get there from your place? I'll make it practical. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, Cody, 
I'm curious to hear about your your um, long day of traveling. Oh, you go shit. through it. <laughs> Me too. <clears throat> All right, so <clears throat> let's start from. Do we want to start from Calgary or do we want to start from Vancouver? Well, well so we did the last episode Vancouver. when you were in Vancouver, so we already got the rundown on that. Oh, so yeah, let's start from so. Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after we did the podcast, uh, I just had a day to myself and I just went like walking around Vancouver, essentially. It was very nice, very relaxing. Um, And then, yeah, Wednesday, I got up at like seven o'clock or something like that. And I just got ready and I got all my stuff together, checked out the hotel. And it's a good thing. So it's a good thing I did this because it turns out that I needed to later on. But um, I... I wasn't sure if I should have printed my test results, my like my COVID test results. And just something in my mind was telling me, ah, you should probably do it just in case. And so I went down to the, de- to the front desk of the hotel and I did that. And turns out when I got to Korea, I needed to have them printed out. So I, I think I would have been fine if I didn't have them printed out, but it's definitely a good thing that I did that. So yeah, uh, anyway, from the hotel, went to subway took the subway from waterfront station to the airport in vancouver and then yeah i got through the airport just fine and then got onto my flight no delays or anything it was like actually in terms of like um delays or things going wrong like this is actually a very smooth journey it was just really long so I got on the flight and like, yeah, we went to, we got to Incheon airport just fine. And then when we, yeah, uh, well, actually it's, it's closer to the city of Incheon, which is just west of Seoul. But that's why it's called Seoul Incheon. Yeah. But actually when you get there, it's just called Incheon airport. Mm -hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. first of all, how was how was the flight? You gotta give us some details yeah. on the flight. I saw it. So I was tracking you. I saw that you were flying a seven eight seven. You're a smart guy. You're a smart we guy. Because I saw you. that, I was like, yeah, that's. I didn't because I didn't tell you guys the flight number, right? No, but it's fair. It's really easy to because there's two the flights a day from Vancouver to Seoul. So it's oh, pretty God, easy to yeah. figure out which one it was. <laughs> yeah. So the flight itself, honestly, it was one of the best trans-pacific flights i've ever taken other yeah, than canada, the fact that i had other than the fact that i had to wear a mask the whole time and yes, yeah canada's pretty sweet yeah. honestly yeah, like i've had great experiences with air canada international yeah yeah they're pretty decent every time i do it it's, it's always a decent experience um and this time of course like nobody like i so i took some videos and i'm gonna be playing around editing this new video i'm gonna be making like traveling to Korea during uh-huh. COVID-19 and um, you can see on the plane it's like nobody there was nobody there and so you know how you, in the middle yeah what were you the only Canadian no 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 there were there were a few other Canadians but it was like mostly Koreans that's what I figured mm-hmm. yeah and so you know how in the plane they have like first class and then the middle section and then the, yeah. like the rear section of the airplane so in the middle section, there was like a decent amount of people, still not very many, but like a decent amount, but it was only like one person to every three seats. 
So everyone just had the whole road of themselves. Oh, so <laughs> you could just see myself included. Like sometimes it just like sprawl out all over the seats uh, and just like try to sleep. Glorious. It was, yeah, that's, it was so nice. Like, because most Trans-Pacific flights I've gone on, like I'm like next to like two huge guys and I'm just like, God, like you can't move. You feel like you can't breathe. Um, the only thing that sucked about this flight was the fact that you had to wear a mask the whole time. But um, I mean, I don't know, honestly, like you can't, yeah. you can't win everything. Right. So, and then in the rear section of the plane though, there was like nobody there. It was weird. There was like three people there. Other than that, it was completely empty. Hmm. Well, that reminds me was, so you, when you went to the Calgary airport initially, you said it was like a ghost town, right? Yeah. So was that I, how like Vancouver I was, was too? And then. Uh, well, you'll, you'll see, you'll see kind of what it was like in, in the video when I, uh-huh. when I get it put together, but, yeah. um, it was, it was like, it was like the opposite experience with the Calgary and Vancouver airports, because when I got to the Calgary airport, there's nobody on the outside, yeah. but when I got inside, there was a decent amount of people moving around and like at the gates and everything. Right. Vancouver is the opposite. Like there were a decent amount of people when I first got there and like at the, at the check-in and everything. But then when I got inside the gate, there was like, there were very few people there. Yeah. I think, and I think that's probably because in Vancouver, I was flying international and there's not many people flying international right now. That's right. Yeah. But how do you like the Vancouver International Airport Terminal? Oh, dude, I, I know that place like the back of my hand now. <laughs> so you like, like the, what's so your spot? Times. What's your spot by the big aquarium? Oh, hell yeah. That's the best place. <laughs> That's a sweet spot. I usually go to the Asian noodle place, pick up some food, and then I go sit and look at all the fish. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. funny how you get to know airports. Because, yeah, the two times I went to Central America, the stop in Miami on the way there and the way back, which in one year ended up being four times. And even going like to the same airport four times in one year, I was like, okay. I kind of what's know. your favorite airport, guys? Like, what's your t- Can Ooh. you name like three airports you really like? Huh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, so my tradition flying out of Edmonton or Calgary, regardless of the hour, if it's 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., I always go to Chili's for a beverage before the <laughs> So there's a Chili's. It's my, I like it for me. Nice. <laughs> you know, I don't know. about you, Cody? I, I like the Vancouver airport. I like the Vancouver. Airport. I like it too. It's very yeah. it's very pleasant to arrive there. There there's system like, the, like arriving internationally is pretty is pretty um, good there. I never have to yeah. wait. And I like the colors. Like it just looks it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it nice. looks it, it's it has a, a nice vibe. There. Yeah, it has a nice vibe. I like Vancouver too. Um, I like Calgary actually. A lot of people don't like Calgary, but I, I like I like Calgary a lot. Like the international uh, terminal, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, Calgary's a decent airport. And also Edmonton used to be kind of crappy, but they've upgraded it in, in mm-hmm. recent years. The thing, so. the thing I don't like about Calgary is that it's so expensive to fly out of there. But like, there's not a lot of people, not a lot of passengers. It's pretty chill. I always have a chill experience every time I go to Calgary. Mm-hmm. I used to really like the Iceland airport in Keflavik, but then it's gotten so busy. So now it's kind of a mess. So now it's really Kef- annoying. Keflavik? Is that yeah, it's right outside of Reykjavik. Oh, okay. I've, I've spent a lot of time there and then the airports that i hate are heathrow frankfurt schiphol 
Shipple, we're Shipple. It's Amsterdam. Oh. I hate those airports. I hate essentially all US, U.S. airports, especially O'Hare. That's my least favorite one. And Where's O'Hare JF, O'Hare is Chicago. I, I do oh. not like Newark nor JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta's a nightmare. Denver's pretty cool. <laughs> Denver's yeah, pretty Denver cool. airport's all right. I've been there a few times. Apparently, there's yeah. a bunch of legends about the Denver airport. Like, there's yes, I know military stuff buried. I know, I know, I know. I need to read about uh, that. Denver, Denver airport's cool because when you get there, they have like the on the ba- ba- in the uh, luggage carousels. They have like a specific luggage carousel for ski bags. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool because uh, they have so many of them, right? Because everyone just goes there to go skiing. I think yeah, Denver airport's pretty sweet. Otherwise, I like the smaller airports where that are like modern, nice, but also um, uh, low passenger density. I like that, which is my why buddy, Calgary is sweet. Uh, our buddy, Josh, we had on the pod a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, he has a saying about the Atlanta airport that even when you die on your way to heaven, there's a layover in Atlanta. So <laughs> everything passes through there. Yeah. yeah that's yeah that's why everyone's been to atlanta it's like time. if you look up atlanta's i googled that before i went there it's one of the busiest airports no it is the busiest it that's is the busiest just because so yeah bad. so much united's hub right united and yeah. delta i think right yeah okay so okay, cody so what, enough for the end in korea yeah i'm not finished what was your korean <laughs> airport well how that so how, okay how long is this flight in total so the flight from Vancouver to Incheon was 11 and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. And so when I got there, uh, basically this was the process. So we, we arrived and then uh, before you had to fill out, I had to fill out four separate forms with the same information. It was ridiculous, <laughs> but it was like, it was basically just, some of it was arrival stuff. Some of it was COVID stuff. So whatever. And then, so you had to get into a line first to present all this information. And then they checked your visa and things like that. And then they send you to the next station. And then that was, some guy was, uh, some guy asked me about, uh, oh, what was it? Yeah, yeah, he called my, my school, like the guy, like my employer. And he just yeah. checked like, hey, like, this dude has arrived. Welcome to she like, responsible for him. And then he said, yes. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then he gave me a few sheets about COVID and quarantine and what I should do and stuff. And he helped me set up the, the self isolation app. And he told me that I have to self diagnose twice a day, which I think is a little overdoing it a little bit, but I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was taken to, I, I don't understand this. So, you know, when you go to a customs, like there's just one customs booth you go to and then you're good. Right. Mm-hmm. I had to go through two for some reason. So there's one lady like, um, was checking my documents for something. And then she sent me to another customs booth. I was like, what the hell is going on? So <laughs> it was just, it was kind of weird. And then when I got to the second one though, like she checked my visa and took my picture and everything like that. And then I was, oh, no, sorry. She didn't take my picture. I did a, a fingerprint index. Like mm. my index thumbs, you had to take your fingerprints. For yeah, that's classic. So, yeah, so I did that. And then and then I was free to go essentially after that. I picked up my baggage 
And then after I picked up my baggage, I, when you leave the airport, they ask everyone's like, Hey, like, do you have transportation arranged or do you need the KTX, which is basically the train in, in Korea, like the intercity train. And I said that I was going on a train. So they led me over to this area and then I had to wait there for a bit. And then after a couple of minutes, they took us, whoever was waiting in this area on a bus and they took us on the bus all the way to the, to the KTX train station, which was a little bit closer to Seoul, but still not really like in the city. <laughs> and then... <clears throat> And then um, when I actually got to the KTX train, train station, I had to wait for over three hours in this cold ass station. Was that interesting? Just to wait for my train to that go was going to 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 Gyeongju. Oh, was it anticipated? No, no, I no. First, I I thought I was gonna be. I thought I was basically going to instantly leave from the station, but no, I had to wait for three hours. Why'd you like, think oh, that? How come you didn't know this? I don't know. I, I wasn't really, I didn't really know what was exactly was going to go. What was, what exactly was going to happen? Like I was aware that there was going to be a train taking me take you to there. my city yeah. and then somebody would pick me up. That was wait, did you I not knew. have your itinerary clear before you went to, before you embarked on this trip? It wasn't super clear, no. Well, I mean, like I just had a general idea. So how'd you know what to do? Because everyone, like the the authorities, like told they they, yeah. they guided you along. So like, right. yeah. Okay. No, so yeah, I mean, the, and then um, when I got on the train, it took about two hours to get from Seoul to to Gyeongju, and then when I got to Gyeongju, they they took us on another bus. And because this, the train station was quite outside the city. So they took us on a bus. And it turns out this bus was dropping us off at our individual locations, which is kind of cool. So, so I have a question, uh, Cody. I got to yeah. stop you, man. So you just went there and you said, oh, I'm going to Kong, Kongju. Like, Kongju. help me. Like, you, you didn't, you went there without knowing how it's, to get there. But pretty much, yeah. I would kind of do the same. <laughs> What I would have when I a fixed itinerary, like okay, I'm landing at this time, and the train's gonna come an hour later, and I'm gonna be there, and this is how I get the ticket, and like, because like no, you know what? I knew I knew up. everything was gonna work out, because like just from my travel experiences in China, like I'm familiar with that style of traveling, yeah. and it didn't China bother knows. me. I, I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel scared at all. I, I didn't feel anxious. Yeah. I, I I knew everything would would work itself out. But you knew that there was a train, and you you knew oh, that yeah. you would have to get on the train. You just didn't oh, know yeah. the schedule. I knew the general process. I just didn't yeah. know the exact details. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when you just gotta like ask somebody and be like, "Hey, that's where I'm going." All right, like. It's amazing. Yeah, what if like they say, the "Oh, the train the leaves country. tomorrow"? The train leaves tomorrow. You, you roll with <laughs> then, then that would have really that would have sucked even more than it already. There's did. only there's only one rule of traveling, in my opinion: expect the unexpected. And yeah, there you that's go. a case in point. Like, all right, three hours, three minutes. I got to run for the train. Wait a day. Whatever. Just roll with it. Roll with it. That's that's been my experience doing stuff. But right. it obviously worked out. You got to your destination. Yeah. I, you know, 
so when I got to Kyungju, I was expecting actually somebody to, I was expecting somebody from the school was going to pick me up from the train station. So I was a little bit thrown off when we got put on a bus. And then I, I was looking at this, this one girl had her map out and I saw like it was way outside of Kyungju. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, where are we? So I got a little bit freaked out then, especially since that was like the tail end of the journey. It was like midnight and I was freaking exhausted. I was like, I don't want to screw around here. Like, I just want to get to where I'm going. So I was, I freaked out a little bit there, but I talked to her and I, uh, she spoke a bit of English. So it turns out that um, I figured out what was happening, which was that they were, the, the, the station was pretty far outside the city and we we're going downtown and just things like that. So it was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of an adventure. And then so, I, oh yeah, go ahead. So who picked you up when you came to, how do you say it again? Kyungjang? Kyungju. 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 Yeah. yeah, who picked you so, up? It was some some random bus driver guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he dropped me off at my house. So yeah, <laughs> oh, good. It had fried chicken waiting for you. Like, yeah, and then when I got here, okay, so who did that? They they they, have, they already had everything set up. Who for prepared me. that? The 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 school? Yeah, that was my employer. Yeah, he he um he ordered a bunch of things and he got me set up with uh, most of my most of my daily necessities. And this is like this is kind of a reason. Like, I'm super grateful that I have all this stuff because it means I'm not going to die. Like, I can actually survive. <laughs> but this, this is this exactly is one of the reasons why I never get anyone to go grocery shopping for me is because they always get something that's either wrong or not what I was thinking of. Or they didn't get something or like something's screwed up. And like, mm-hmm. so um, there's definitely a few things that I need to get when I get out of quarantine and I'm not going to bother him for him. I'm going to be like, Hey, can you like run around and pick yeah, up yeah, 10 yeah. things for me? <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, that's ridiculous. So I'm kind of just going to tough it out for the next 10 days, but um, I've got everything I need to not die. So, so Cody, Cody, what's your um, quarantine lifestyle? Like, yeah, man, four days in. Are you? Oh, well, so for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first three days of my quarantine, I did not do a goddamn thing because I felt like I just I just needed a break from yeah. everything. And I've got a lot of a lot of time. So I took advantage of that to just to just like veg the hell out and not really do anything. So um it was nice to have that time, but today I'm ready to to get back to it and um, just kind of get back to a sense of normalcy in my like my regular routine. And um, yeah, I mean, it's sucked not being able to even leave my house, yeah. especially considering it's not it's not like I'm in a house. Like no. I'm in a pretty small apartment, so I definitely <laughs> feel very confined. And so like, this is because when I came back from China, I did uh, a two week quarantine at my cousin's house on Vancouver Island. And I mean, that was like, mm-hmm. that was like a really half-assed quarantine because they lived like just outside of Nanaimo. And mm-hmm. 
so they lived in like the, the not really the countryside but like the very edge of the suburbs and like they had a huge park like right beside their house where it was like just felt like you were in nature so I would just like go there every day and like i went to the i went to the yeah. beach with them a few yeah, so it wasn't uh, really like a true quarantine no. but this is a real hardcore quarantine and let me tell you it's not fun <laughs> yeah so i was gonna say like how are you keeping yourself occupied like a bit of a workout space like i know you said you're vegging out so what's this new routine you got looking like are you gonna kind of like what are you gonna do to get through the days here well, I, I'm basically going to pick up with my regular routine that I had back in, in Canada. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be changing it a little bit, obviously, just because of the, the like, I'm going to be working in the afternoons and evenings now. Whereas when I was teaching on italki, that was in the mornings and afternoons. So I'll have to change my routine around a bit. But um, yeah, I've got I've got barely enough room for workout space so i can still do that i can still do my home workouts which is good uh i won't have to i won't have my muscles won't melt away which is good (laughs) and um yeah i mean so for the past few days like i said i doesn't i was just like watching netflix and like just just not doing much (laughs) Mm um but in the days to come I'm going to be, I was, I was telling you guys this earlier, I'm going to be putting myself through like an intensive Korean uh-huh. study. Yeah, so I'm going, yeah. So I'm going to be hitting the books pretty hard. I'm going to be using YouTube and uh-huh. all my talk to me and Korean resources and things like that. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm going to be taking italki classes again. Okay. So I'm probably going to take at least, at least three for the next um for the next 10 days and kind of just get that back up to speed because i can feel like because i I didn't do much for languages even because i know you guys like when you feel exhausted like you can kind of just like use languages at your outlet but i'm not like that actually like (laughs) when i'm doing languages like i need to have energy for that so if i'm feeling drained like i i can't do languages like i can't just go on youtube all day and just like watch language stuff i need to just like watch netflix or something like do something where i can really just turn my brain off brain break um but yeah so i'm basically going to be hitting korean really hard uh i'm going to be taking care of a lot of like uh i don't know what you can call them like not errands but like just things that i have to organize in my life me as well right now yeah (laughs) including some so a lot of a lot of stuff back home that i need to just like take care of one of them is, is my taxes, which I'm dreading. Oh, I got to do that too. Yeah, my tax situation oh, is thumb, bam, freaking right, thumb, nightmare right now. Because so you got to pay, pay back a bunch of taxes, right? Well, not only that, but just like, um, I'm not going to get into too many details, but like just the fact from like traveling and working abroad and like COVID and being in China and being back in Canada, like it's just a flipping disaster right now messy and i don't know how i'm gonna deal with it but i have to somehow so you can figure it out you're a smart guy yeah i, I think i'll figure it out yeah. yeah man um yeah this could be good to have a routine um little language trivia do you guys know the etymology of the word quarantine yes i do actually yeah Glad why don't, you, why don't you enlighten the listeners well, I'm just thinking everyone's in this whole pandemic. Everyone's been talking about 
uh, like a 14 day quarantine for COVID, <laughs> but you can hear it in the word itself, quarenti, Italian. Quarenti. Which you is should do. Number. You should do an original quarantine, man. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine forty. No way. Forty day. Quaranta. Quaranta. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like holy snap, Bruno. <laughs> I remember like <laughs> my class at the other day. Like, but I can't to be to be completely frank. I can't tell you exactly from when that expression was developed i just looked it up and it said italian mid 17th century i thought oh i thought it was the plague yeah it might go back even later but the plague was in the 1600s i know the plague was in the 14th century 14th century that's what it was it's in the 1300s yeah that's right yeah yeah so so anyways you're not doing some other pandemic there's been so many (laughs) pandemics that people don't even think about they were way worse than COVID. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, the Black Plague killed a third of Europe's population. 33%. Yes, yes thank God. Killed. For penicillin. Un chingo, un chingo. Let's see. Um, all right. So what was, Cody, what was your impressions of the, the Korean people? I know you haven't been able to in- interact with them much, but like. Oh, yeah. Not much interaction going on here. No. Um, yeah from, that'll be from, episodes from to come yeah. um from from what it seems though it seems that they take covid much more seriously than we do here like um Have like fun with you, that. what <laughs> oh keep going sorry how yeah, though? how so, do they take it more serious well when i got to the airport like a lot of the workers were like wearing hazmat suits and, uh, and they, yeah. they had, like, all this did i tell you guys what happened when i arrived in sweden nothing right the absolute opposite the border cops weren't even wearing masks <laughs> nordic texas nordic texas okay keep going so they're 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 wearing hazmat suits that oh, what a funny dichotomy honestly yeah, you should make a right. video of you should go to sweden now and make a video and then compare it no man i'm done with the oh no you do need to quarantine when you go to sweden oh no <laughs> <laughs> You don't even you don't even have to show a negative COVID test. Oh my god, that's crazy. Well, it depends. Well, oh, so here's the thing: if, like, when I come back to Korea, though, then I would have to quarantine again. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, you can't stay a that. while. Stay a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I should have taken yeah. a video and then we should have compared it. Yeah. Hey. No kidding. All right. Sorry for interrupting. I just felt like I had to say that. No. No. Yeah. All good. So. Yeah. Um, yeah they, it just seems like they take it a lot more seriously, and just like with the way that like. People have been because people have kind of interacted with me in the house, so I've had. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, one lady came on the first day I was here to take a PCR test. Um, another one going right up my nose. <laughs> Again, like even oh once. Yeah, and then and then I have to do another PCR test. I think on the twelfth or thirteenth day. Oh snap yeah so it's like they, this is right what before I'm they left you, they, pretty right before they they let you go they let you out just to make sure that make sure this does not it turn has, to an it original. hasn't blown in through the window yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it hasn't been laying dormant laying <laughs> dormant Okay. Yeah, so um, the lady who came to take my PCR test, um, she didn't speak like any English. 
which was hey. great for me. Yeah, the same. Uh, but goes? again, but I wasn't really like in a good like state of mind. So my Korean, right. like, it hasn't been very good since I got here, just because everything has just been such a blur that like, mm-hmm. and I haven't had a chance to really have a, have a conversation with anybody. It's just kind of like oh, like information, and like when you're in that mm-hmm. state of mind, information, like you don't really care about right. You're just like, like I want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, I have been speaking a bit of Korean, a bit of English. Um, there's not much conversation that's been going on though, because with the lady here, like she just like um, came back to give me to give me a form that I had to sign, and she just was trying to tell me like this is when you can leave and whatever. And then um, I had my employer, I actually saw my employer in, in real life. He came by and he, um, he, he dropped off an adapter, which I had forgot. I can't believe I forgot oh, an right. adapter. Like that A almost really mistake. screwed me over. <laughs> A rookie mistake. Okay, what kind of, do they use the same kind of plugs as Europe? Or no. No. Oh, oh, yeah, it's Europe. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. Like the There's three, three different types. Then? There's the, or maybe they do. Maybe it's, I'm thinking of yeah, Japan they do. Because, because Japan has a different one. The adapter, um, when you flip it open, it just says Europe, and it's the one that you uh-huh. use here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's it nice. has the same one. Yeah, and Marcus, you're right. Japan uses the same as us. But curry is the same as Europe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah, it is 220 volts, 60 hertz. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, uh, but Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, because were you being like. Sorry, boys, I can't respond. <laughs> My batteries are like, on the break. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> Gone dark. He, he came and he dropped off an adapter and he brought me a few other things. And, and he brought me a coffee too, which was nice. And Ooh, I'm going to get another beans. package. I'm going to get another package today with some more coffee, which is great. Um, oh. It's like, it's like, um, uh alejandro's cold brew style though because there's there's no coffee machine and there's no i don't have a kettle Mm. either like my my kitchen is is pretty basic like i just have Mm. a couple gas stove burners yeah i've got a fridge i've got a decent sized fridge my fridge is all right but in terms of cooking like that's like the only thing for cooking i have is a stove right right okay noodles yet or like what's been what have you been cooking oh my god you should see my my cupboard it's just yeah, like yeah. ramen put that in the video like <laughs> yeah oh i'm yeah i'm gonna have to show the kind of food the, the, the kinds of foods that i've had is, is kind of interesting so i've got a bunch of ramen to last uh-huh. me for a year yeah and then I've got, uh, they give me a box of cereal, which is like, okay, I don't really Korean eat cereal, cereal, but since it's here, I'll eat it. Um, yeah. And then I had a jug of milk, a uh, carton of eggs, Ooh. 10 eggs, which Ooh, you is kind of funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I had like a, a salad. There's like a, some, well, not really a salad, but like there's some, some greens, yeah. basically like salad leaves. And then I have uh, I have two um, two bags of, of pork ribs, which is great. Oh. But it's kind of funny because I noticed that you actually what's pork rib in them. what's pork rib in Korean again? Is it samgyeopsal, uh, or is that the? No, no, that it's um, this is something else. Okay, this is like this is like ribs. 
like yeah yeah okay <laughs> right right uh-huh yeah no, samgyeopsal that's the that's different that's kind of just like a, a meat that you have at a hot pot okay and then what's bulgogi bulgogi is just straight uh beef bulgogi is yeah i i yeah. I, I think so i don't know i'll be able i'm curious I'll be yeah able to better i'll be able to better tell you when i actually once you're out and about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> koreans meat man world famous yeah yeah korean barbecue oh, oh, dude. So oh good. i'm so oh, excited good. <laughs> yeah man first thing yeah you gotta have something the first meal you have out of quarantine to make it epic oh man oh dude the first day of, of quarantine i'm gonna go nuts like it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be such an epic day <laughs> a little soju for the boys oh yeah yeah and my, my employer said uh once i'm out of quarantine he's gonna like take me around sightseeing and stuff and i'm yeah. sure he's gonna be taking me to restaurants and yeah um, yeah. maybe go out for a couple couple drinks of soju so who knows that's okay. sweet um <laughs> one more question cody this video i was watching today was interesting you're not working at a hog one are you yes i am yeah you are what's a hog one can you tell the audience what a hog one is it's like it's like essentially an after school training center it's the same thing yeah. i was doing in china okay okay do they call it that there? Or what are they called in Chinese? Oh, in China, they called it um, a, a, like a training center. That's why right, it's the, the equivalent. Yeah, but they don't have like, um, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's what, I guess that's how you would translate Hakuan too. But oh, okay. Because I don't know, it's interesting. Because in China, like they would call it Peishun Ban. And that mood means uh-huh. like training center. That was always translated as training center. But Hakwang, right. I've seen is they translate it as private academy. Yes. Okay. And then obviously you're doing an English one. But in this video I was watching today, because this lady, she's a Korean American author, and she's talking how like there's hagwans for everything. Like yeah. Music, English, video games, sports, like and just oh, yeah, I'm just curious <laughs> because like Koreans. Like their education culture is uh like it's pretty intense like starting from a young age and then like long out like they go to normal school and then the hogwan right yeah that... yeah okay yeah and this is it's like um, what are your hours are you gonna be working the evening or yeah my hours are gonna be from 1 30 to 9 30. Ah, okay okay right interesting but yeah this is pretty characteristic of east asia in general though. is this like, okay this is more than just china was like this and uh i think like when i go to japan next year like it's gonna be the same thing mm-hmm. they work really hard right the kids yeah mm-hmm. yeah and like lots of pressure on them but like this lady was saying though it's kind of like a it's more than just a school though it's kind of becomes like a community center for a lot of these kids like afterwards like it's like the big like it's like kind of your after school social life is going to a mm-hmm. hog mm-hmm. right? yeah and how if you're a korean parent that doesn't send your kid to a hog one you're looked at as strange basically yeah like mm-hmm. everyone does it so yeah i was just I was like oh okay i think that's what cody said he's working at so um i'm curious to because yeah they like just from teaching summer camps to korean kids and then them telling me like oh yeah and then we go to this school like after school 
Like what? <laughs> like, I go home and walk the dog when I was in school. Um, okay. Do you know what age group are you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be teaching kids from elementary to junior high. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. No babies this time, which is nice. <laughs> word up. Word up. All right. Yeah, man. I'm cool. very, very excited to see that video. What comes about? Yes, that's something I'm going to be working on in the next week. Yeah. Yes, yes. Cody, how's your bed? How's my bed? It's on the floor. Yeah, but how is oh, yeah. it? <laughs> my bed's all right. The thing about the beds in, in East Asia is that they're, they're, they're a lot harder than the beds that we have in North America and Europe, which is something I don't personally mind. Like, it's not, it's not super firm, but it's like... It's definitely on the firmer side, but I don't really mind that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't mind that either. And chopsticks? Or is it cutlery? Chopsticks for doquier. For doquier. Chopsticks for doquier. <laughs> Respecto. Nice. Respecto. Do they never use cutlery? Well. For like soups, obviously. N- never say never. But, uh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> but it's, it's, mostly, it's mostly chopsticks. I have some spoons, no forks, and no knives. I have a cutting knife and a cutting board. Mm-hmm. And I have the only thing to cook with that I have is like this ladle. <laughs> like I don't have a, I don't have a spatula or a flipper or anything. <laughs> being, re- being resourceful. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm just I'm just using what I have. Yeah. <laughs> Solid man. <laughs> tight tight so um, do, you, do you start working the first day you get out of quarantine uh no no i'll be i'll be starting on oh god what day is that you know. probably get a little bit of an orientation or something right? yeah yeah so i'll be starting work yeah. on the 29th oh, which is like next next monday it's the day after my birthday i'll be your birthday Wait a Welcome to she eat work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially two weeks from now. Solid. Nice. Um uh okay, can we switch gears for a sec? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. I'm done talking so much. Yeah, no man. Hangugo. Hangugo kja. Um Agora, Agora, Senor, Sueco. Você você practique muito português este fim de semana? Muito, muito português. No, no, muito português. Do muito como uh, a semana passada. Sim, sim. Infelizmente. Sim. Me, me estou tentando de praticar português cada dia. Todos os dias. Todos os dias. Sou so pouco. Sou pouco. Me todos pouco, os dias. Mas, mas. É muito, é muito divertido. É muito divertido. Eu acho que é muito divertido. É, eu acho, eu acho, senhor cotovelo, senhor cotovelo, deve vir com, com nós outros, conosco, com a gente. Exatamente. Exatamente. Claro que sim. Muito bem, muito oh, bem, senhor. Você oh, fala yes. português muito bem. Estou muito oh, impressionante. Muito obrigado, muito obrigado, senhor sueco. Muito impre- oh. impressionante. Yeah. Sim. Holy, man. Portuguese. Uh, 
it's fun because when a friend is doing it and then it's like okay i think it's like it's been on the back burner for a while now just like you know uh dabble 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 throughout the months and then senor sueco practique muito muito um and yeah so marcus and i um without cody we got bored and we just started doing portuguese uh, <laughs> started a little cafe session with our buddy josh and another friend of it uh oliver and yeah man uh, i think it's gonna become a weekly thing um because obviously marcus you said uh real life meetups aren't happening in uh ontario in this in moment now in this moment now i'll see him um and thou yeah uh so what's what's your let's do a little um how do you feel different with portuguese compared to, to spanish like any uh, i feel like it's the same it's like exactly the same way of thinking it's, like everything yeah. the the mass the genders are exactly the same uh-huh right uh the grammar is exactly the same subjunctivo sub, the subjunctive mood works in exactly the same way okay um, I, admit, I haven't really looked at subjunctive or... no i have yeah um... but i've just come across it like everything works exactly a lot of the words are exactly the same you just change the pronunciation so i mean like it's like with all these romance languages right it's kind of the same thing it's the same scaffolding it's, same, it's kind of different yeah it's kind of different but i mean like i was doing some catalan the other day because i easy catalan yeah. came out they just started their new podcast that just came dope. out it just came out oh. you know how i found it because uh, no because i i listen to all the easy german podcasts yeah and they had like a little spiel in the beginning of the latest easy german podcast ah. about the easy they're like promoting it and gotcha. the, the catalan chick she also speaks german so she like came on the pod the easy German pots. I was like, all right, I gotta check that out. Oh, really? And I mean, like, my Catalan com- listing comprehension is a lot better than I thought. Like, it's okay. it's it's better than it's it's decent. Like, it's decent. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I think I I, I think, need to practice. Of course, of course. So, uh, but but it's still good. So I'm I'm casually just gonna keep doing a little bit of Catalan, a little bit of Portuguese. And eventually I'll start with Italian too, but I think I'm going to hold off on that to not get too confused about things. No, no for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's like the thing is like, there is a point to like the snobby glot argument. Like if you just speak Romance languages, like that's not, I'm thinking about this. Like if, if I were to learn to, to build up like a, a reasonable conversational fluency in all of the Romance languages, like, that's still not as impressive as learning, like um, having a more eclectic language portfolio. <laughs> portfolio, <laughs> like like speaking, ma- yeah, like if it, like learning Mandarin, uh, Farsi, Arabic, and like German, like if that were your language portfolio, that would be a lot more impressive than learning like knowing all the Romance languages, because. I mean, okay, like it's it's impressive and it takes a lot of time to learn these like Portuguese, but it's not even close to like we've been doing this for like a week and we're already like conversational to a certain extent, even though it's it's not yeah like great, but we're still like talking. Like we couldn't do that. Like we wouldn't even be close in any other language that's outside right. of the the romance branch. 
yeah it's kind of funny there was this this guy he tried to make some i call it like the hyper polyglot international society and i forget what his bar was it was like six languages or ten languages minimum to like join this club yes. but then the obvious <laughs> the obvious fallacy with a club like that is like so your point is like yeah i could learn like six like let's say i know all the romance languages so spanish french portuguese italian romanian catalan there's six but let's say buddy knows mandarin arabic uh russian that's more effort that's way more effort (laughs) as a spanish speaker (laughs) as a spanish and french speaker like learning the rest of the romance languages to the same level i'd say that's the equivalent effort of learning like mandarin yeah i mean you just have to look at those hour charts and yeah i just find it funny because it's like okay counting's sort of ridiculous kind of thing um they should change the rule for the group you have to like learn a language from like five different families in order to go there you go go. yeah you have to have that's kind of silly to no, I, know. I mean, like, I could, I could spend like yeah. a week. I could spend like a week and study Norwegian and Danish, and then say that I speak those languages. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I could, I could, like, in a month or in like, not a month, but like in this year, I could take this year and just build up a basic fluency level in like Portuguese, uh, in Italian, Danish, and Norwegian, and say that I speak like ten languages. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. which is is like okay I but I don't know. okay regardless of that I, I i like that organization or club whatever the hell it was got kind of laughed at online uh but i think i still think and this goes back to uh one of my favorite polyglots um after moses ricardo simcott um beyonce as josh refers to him and how he, when i saw him give this talk on the anchor language and it's so true because like Cody, even when you did Korean, right off the bat, I don't know if I don't know if Mandarin could exactly be called an anchor language to Korean, but so much, so many like the vocabulary was so similar, right? That I think even if once you go on to do Japanese, like arguably Korean might help be like an anchor language to Japanese. So basically, your anchor language is like your strongest language in a particular family is the argument yeah but this is is where it gets tricky with the east asian languages because um korean japanese and chinese are all in their own language families correct yes Uh uh-huh but okay but the similarities are mostly mostly vocabulary yeah that's that's the thing is that their 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 vocabulary is is very similar but it's not even like all vocabulary it's only certain types of words. Like mostly a lot of like, it's the same thing with like English and French or Spanish, for example. Like yes. a lot of the official scientific and big fancy words are pretty uh, much the same. Yeah, right. Okay. Because I know um, Matt versus Japan, the YouTube channel, like because he's his Japanese is like uh beyond fluent um but he said even when he started mandarin just knowing kanji right he could read like 25 percent of mandarin already oh yeah just by knowing the the kanji symbols i was like oh, that's fascinating because 
I think the argument is basically you're actually learning more than one language when even when you're just learning one. That'd kind of be my point. Like all that time we were learning Spanish, we were actually like learning oh. a lot of Portuguese. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's like the beauty of this anchor language argument. It's it's what I'm going to use when I go after Russian or Polish or Czech. Like it's like Ukrainian is just going to be the the reference. And I think it's going to be like that, whether you like it or not. Like, for yeah, me, yeah, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, because for me, like when I when I'm learning Korean, like when especially when it comes to like a lot of the words, I I can't help but notice that it's from Chinese, yeah. and that, that only helps me, right? And when it, when for I sure. go to learn Japanese, it'll probably be this. It'll probably still be Chinese that is my anchor language. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like. Uh, um. Heck, I was doing some of these five words a day dabbles and I did a little Afrikaans and it's like, like German would be the anchor language. That, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, and that's how I could see how this, like, that's how I see how these polyglots can get really big because if you have like this one strong language in these different families, then yeah, your mental effort isn't going to be like, I, like you pick the language family. I know like, people that speak Arabic, it's really easy to learn Hebrew or vice versa. Like you can pick out examples across the globe. Um, so yeah, in terms of like what we're doing with Portuguese right now, it's kind of like this one's on the house, boys. It's like, yeah, you've already put in the work. Like here you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it still goes back to a language come ups argument about like, okay, respect the Portuguese, respect the Spanish, like, like, basically, it's whatever one you choose to do first, and then these languages, that'll be the hardest one. Like, hands yeah, down, right? but this is this is I think like this kind of idea is, is transferable, not only to like, just with languages, but something with like, for example, if you're going to learn a new if you're going to learn martial arts or if uh -huh. you're going to learn yeah. like a musical instrument like so yeah. for example if you learn something like karate and then you go to learn taekwondo taekwondo is gonna be pretty easy right. just like if you learn piano first and then you go to learn the trumpet or something learning the trumpet's gonna be pretty easy right you know how to read music already yeah right mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm, what a major a minor scale is it doesn't matter what instrument you learn that on right yeah yeah exactly so and that's the reason that's the main argument for learning teaching your kids esperanto you teach them how to become language learners yes yeah i think because it's not like esperanto is say an anchor language to anywhere it's just simply the skill of learning a language yes like this is the easiest way to learn the skill and that's what people right. say about school in general like the point of school is just teaching you how to learn right right and like the whole social aspect too right well. but in terms of just educational like the educational point of it yeah yeah strictly sure. educational mm -hmm. how to learn how to um, and also if we're gonna talk about kids i think um i think there's definitely a big difference and you can see this with people the difference in people who have done this uh, it there's a very clear dif difference between people who grew up speaking two languages mm -hmm. and 
somebody else who learned a language when they were a kid. Like when they were like maybe six or seven, they started learn actively learning this as opposed to like somebody who grew up in a bilingual household. Because um, with somebody like a, someone who was raised bilingual, um, they, they might be not very effective at learning a, a new language because yep. they didn't learn how to learn a new language. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. They, they just, they just got a, an unfair advantage that a lot of people <laughs> don't have essentially. Yeah. Um, to bring it back to Matt versus Japan, I was watching one of his other videos today, how like basically he's just like, beware of the native speaker fallacy in terms of like, oh, you like you're a native speaker, therefore you must be an expert in your language. When oftentimes right. that's, that's not the case that's at all. Because he's like, you know, so basically he defined a native speaker as a person that's never a monolingual in that language who's never learned another language. Um, so if you're just going to that person like as an authority on that language, you're you're just going to kind of get like the it's kind of like i've talked about like with english i don't know like now that i've taught esl my grammar is a bit better but lots of times in english you're like no you just do it by sound like this sounds right um with that so that's basically the point of like beware cody um, the native speaker yes how good is your understanding of the english language mechanically so I have a really good understanding of English, but like, that I'm not. How did it come about though? So this is mostly, this is twofold. This is because of my experience with learning languages and being a teacher, mm -hmm. like being an ESL teacher. Yes. Uh-huh. And also I just really like grammar and a lot of like the, <laughs> yeah. the technical that aspects. So, so, so you I know, yeah, so you know ahead. you know how to use the subjunctive mood in English and present tense? Yes. Okay. May the force be with you. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like like I didn't know what a phrasal verb was until I became an ESL teacher. Is that a yeah, yeah. is that the same thing as a paraphrastic verb? No. No, a phrasal verb like, is like a um, two-worded verb. Yeah, why don't you explain it again? Uh, I'm just trying to like get up get on or put up put off yeah those are put in. Yeah. those are oh, like, okay right words each of those have a very different meaning until i sat down and like read the esl guide to what i was teaching i was like oh snap <laughs> like that <laughs> um so because before that if somebody came up to me and was like hey ian like can you explain phrasal verbs i've been like uh no, like I'm not, I'm definitely not an expert on this stuff, but, but I tend every once in a while, like I like, even though I don't study it, I like to, to, I like grammar. Like I like well, to you know can send some grammar videos. Late. Right. Right. But Fun. the thing is like, all right, you guys want to talk about this? Yes, so absolutely. when you learn a language, you shouldn't learn it through grammar or, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, say should. That's essentially I'm not, the argument. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to just speak from my own experience. I'm not going right. to tell people what to sure, do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. but from my experience, every time I, I, okay. Like when I was in school, okay. The, we had grammar exercises, which is stupid in my opinion. Cause like, I don't even know how to speak the language. Grammar is good. Once you've already learned the language, 
in a natural way, it's good to like look up the rules. I agree. It's, so, it's so I have a couple weird, examples of this. So I've never really studied Spanish grammar until now. Like now I'm actually like interested in it. So yeah. I sent you guys a video. I don't know if you watch it or not, but the, for example, the difference between the, the uh, past tense subjunctive verb conjugations hubiese uh, hubiera por ejemplo well the difference that's, between, that's the same thing no it's not that's the thing it's not the same thing it can be so hubiese can be used every time that hubiera can be used but hubiera is okay the other way around hubiera can be used just more spain and, and no Korea. no hubiera can be used in every way hubiese is used but hubiese is not the same thing as hubiera so i'll give you an example Right. Um, hubiera can be used as the conditional as well for example si yo no lo hubiera hecho mm -hmm. no lo hubiera tenido so if I wouldn't have no done habría that tenido. No, habría. no but you can you, hubiera funciona también but you can say si yo no hubiese uh, lo tenido si yo no lo hubiese tenido si, si, si yo no lo hubiese hecho, no lo hubiese tenido. You can't say that, but you can say the first thing, even though it's more common to say, si yo no lo hubiera hecho, no lo habría tenido. That's more common, but you can use yeah. hubiera. Oh, okay, so okay. it's just an example of that, because historically, yeah. hubiera was habría, was the conditional. Right. Verb tense, but yeah. the, it's morphed now. Mm -hmm. so, so stuff like that you know yeah. and, and stuff like that you know to, to a complete beginner that would be complete it's irrelevant gibberish oh yeah completely irrelevant. Totally. it'd be impossible to understand but for me i actually get it now now and i think you're at, you're at and the right point now. Yeah, but that, that specific grammar point is super advanced that's super advanced but so i appreciate mm -hmm. it like i appreciated learning about it oh right because you have like a frame of reference now right hearing it using it and then oh it's like okay this and, is exactly and, and i'll i'll give you another fits. example so the the difference between so my opinion on this so everyone you guys probably have a different opinion but um learning the different past tense verb conjugations in in spanish so imperfect versus the simple past perfect right predator and i think the predator right it's super difficult in my opinion to just teach someone that the difference you kind of just gotta like listen to it and then after a while it'll just make sense right yeah I don't know if you guys examples that. we'll that's my examples. opinion but i really appreciate now once i have like i'm not perfect that i still mess it up every once in a while but yeah i appreciated watching a video explaining exactly like what the rules are yeah, no, um, I can give the same example. I know it would help me a ton in my Ukrainian because there's a big thing about uh, aspect in Ukrainian, whether using a verb perfectly or imperfectly. Um, it all has to do with like if the action's going to have been completed or it will be ongoing. And that's something I never really like mastered or like got a real sense how to use. So that would definitely be something in the future sitting down and reading oh okay like in this situation um this is when i use this but then that still kind of goes against the grain of comprehensible input because what what i really should be doing 
is seeing that in articles and videos and like yes. getting a sense of it. Yes. And then once I've kind of made enough educated guesses on my own of how and when to use it, mm-hmm. then I go look it up. So I don't know. It's, it's, and again, it's a finer detail point of the language. It has nothing to do with like the basics. So, you know what? I, I, I don't know if we have talked about this before, but I, I'm going to have to break with you guys on this because like, fun. I, I don't, I don't like playing the guessing game. It, it frustrates me to be honest. Like I, I can't learn a language like a baby, like pretty much every well, language learning program tells you now. Um, because when, when I do that, I just, I don't get what's going on and I just get frustrated. Like when I'm actually trying to learn something instead of just listening for the sake of listening. Um, I, I do much better in language learning when I see a grammar rule and then I learn how to apply it and then boom, it just sticks and I'm good after that. And then I get more confident and I'm able to say more things. And that's just what works for me. So I think this is really something that just depends on your individual style. There's no one correct way to do it. Yeah. I mean, like there's this thing that's been uh, talked about, like tolerating ambiguity of being like and that's what i mean by like the educated guess it's like well okay like i i get why they're using this this and that but i probably couldn't pinpoint exactly but okay but cody you look up a rule one time like don't you still have to see it applied like multiple oh yeah times? i'm oh yeah sorry i'm not saying like so that's I what i mean by like, the acquisition totally yeah so right. I, I just i need to know what the rule is first and then i look at the examples and then i come up with my own sentences and ways mm-hmm. to think say things and then that solidifies it yeah and I, I think like that day we had the me and you did the korean lesson with chang and that was the one structure like jiman like hajiman but it was like the butt yeah. you can put on so like that's like that's only thing i remember from that lesson basically but um now when i am seeing that sometimes in korean it's kind of like finding Waldo sometimes. You're just like, oh, okay, like there it is. Like there it is. Jiman, yeah. Jiman. Like, and that was after being it pointed out to me specifically. But I think I'm not going to acquire to speak that until I get lots of practice and things myself. So, yeah, I feel like you can on one level like point things out, but in terms of expressing it, yeah, that's where I find, for, at least for me, I'm speaking for me strictly here. Like, needs lots Again, of time. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. something that's purely individual because if I am taught a rule like that and I practice it a few times, I'm good. I feel, I usually feel pretty confident with it. Okay. Yeah. Or is that, yeah, I don't know what, for me, I have to like look at how I've been studying with that, that over learning part too. I feel like. Oh yeah. You, I can like... never, you can never go wrong with that because like, yeah. what, are, what are you going to do? Learn it so hard that you forget? Like, like that just doesn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> learn, learn it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because basically the whole thing with teaching right now, and this is like Stephen Krashen's argument is like, okay, so I was, today I sent you guys the link to this, uh, youtuber that cholo alejandro introduced me to cody you should watch it's not about south korea but he goes to north korea um in a series but he's he's going to venezuela in this and i was just like so fascinated by the 
like his ventures in Venezuela and this recent series of videos. Like I'm, I'm like the Spanish is like so secondary in a way. Like it's, it's just such compelling. Like I want to know like right now, and it's just a complete disaster in Venezuela, but I want to see like firsthand on the street footage. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, he's just riffing in Spanish the whole time. And that's just secondary. So that's like that compelling input that like the whole comprehensible input people are always getting behind me. Like that's, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Right. Or it's like, like maybe I'm absorbing a lot of grammatical structures and ubieras and conditionales just by being like, <laughs> que pasó en pinche Chavez in Venezuela, destruyendo todo. But it's just so interesting. Um, so, but I think, I don't know. I, maybe it's just trying to like give people a, a ratio. Maybe it's like life should be like language learning. This is general again, like that 80, 20 rule, like 80% material things, maybe 20%, 20 might be even really high of a number of like looking yeah. up grammar and blah, blah, blah. And like, that goes back to your point. It's really all individual, especially at this point in one's language learning journey, like where polyglots, they're already very autonomous and how they learn languages mm -hmm. anyway um exactly. but yeah grammar like i think for me i'm a little bit of ways with german but maybe in like six months if, I'll, if i keep just going with my german study then i think sitting down and like really looking at like grammar points it should help so um, yeah not knocking grammar not knocking grammar not <laughs> so i will uh, defend grammar until my death <laughs> that that is the hill that i will die on la grammatica way see so uh what's uh what's the okay cody like it's kind of it's kind of funny asking what's the next week look like for you <laughs> oh come on man that's not sorry. funny <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, sorry no no low blows on this show. <laughs> uh what do you what's like what's on the plate for the week you kind of told us well, you're doing the routine right? yeah I, i'm just gonna be um like like i said putting myself through this intensive kind of um immersion slash yeah. study and mm -hmm. um i think yeah just like getting back to exercising regularly and um there was oh my god yeah like just like i was saying like just taking some care taking care of some things that i gotta take care of in my in my mm -hmm. uh, boring life, I like to call it. No that e things that everyone's got to do. Yeah. So uh, just that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I think in the evenings, I'll just like take it easy and uh, watch Netflix or something like that. Maybe check out some some Korean shows. Um, so yeah, who knows? We'll I've got a lot of time on my hands. Do you get Korean Netflix now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Is it like way better for Korean stuff? Oh yeah, I'm assuming. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> dude. All right, send some recommendations to the group chat. Yeah, um, yeah, guys. I gotta, I gotta get um, going. I gotta do some know. things before um, I go to bed here. It's on late around. here in T dot. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, you guys are in the future yeah cool man cool 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 <laughs> yeah. um all right Sweet. well uh we'll be back for another episode in quarantine this was oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, you want to call it our man in quarantine part one or just our man in quarantine oh, let's do the our man God. in quarantine part one 
And yeah, then part because two. I'm going yes, to be in quarantine funny. still the next time we do you a will be. episode. Yes, so. you will be. All yeah, right. let's do that. that part good. one, folks. Part three, uno. All right, guys. Part two, uno. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Obrigado. Kamsanida.